Hello and welcome to the Should I Go See a Podcast. I'm your host, Bill George. With me as always, AJ Rebecca. Oh, what's going on, Bill? Yo, today hey. we are talking about Isle of Dogs. Direct, mm. Directed by Wes Anderson and starring his usual roster of, of voice actors. Every single one of them. Yep. Uh, so Isle of the Dogs is set in Japan and it follows a boy's odyssey in search of his lost dog. Bill, should I go see it? Sad to say no. Ooh. Giving it a no on this one. Why? So it looks so good. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Okay. I love Wes Anderson. Yes. Do not get me wrong. And I like this movie well enough. I liked it. I liked it. Mm. But it's it's destined to be more of a deep cut for Wes Anderson. It's not his top tier. And it's definitely not for beginners. Like if you've never seen a Wes Anderson movie, this is not a good introduction for you. It's, okay. It's, it's a deep cut for fans, but it's not top tier. So to give it like a blanket recommendation that everybody should go see this movie, like I can't, I can't do that. But like what, what makes it not good, not top tier... Wes Anderson. Well, let me start with what's what's good. Okay. Okay. Yeah, let's so go into it. The voice, the voice acting. He's got an all-star cast per usual. Sure, they're great. Uh, they also add Brian Cranston as chief, right? As chief. Yeah, he does a great job. Cranston's great in it, and I hope that he gets to do more of these. How the fuck does he go from like the weird dad from Malcolm in the Middle to Walter White? <laughs> Walter White now this phenomenal just presence uh, he's great yeah. i know i mean that i just opened, picture him as hal dancing in the kitchen in his underwear see i never really watched malcolm oh. Middle, so i'm more i picture him more with with the bowler hat and breaking yeah. bad i never I mean, watched breaking bad oh i see is it really am i really thank you for listening to <laughs> should i go see a podcast so i'm on the second floor and i'll soon be on the first with a broken leg and hopefully my cranium cracked open uh no anyway breaking bad opened a lot of doors for him so now he can kind of do whatever he wants and sure. uh he got to do this which is great the movie's gorgeous it's beautiful the stop motion is incredible as usual the music's great the, ori- the original score is awesome um there's some licensed music that's used effectively not as much as usual anderson but uh, the, instead, they have a heavy original score, which is really, really good. That's great. I saw behind the scenes of them modeling. It was the craziest thing. Oh, it's unreal. Because they had to do like every, basically every piece of hair or chunk of hair was moved. So it had the appearance of it like being in the wind or moving. Mm, yeah. And it was crazy to see the amount of work that went into it. I mean, Fantastic Mr. Fox was great. Yep. But it was done a little bit more... It was done differently. It was still stop motion, but done right, differently. Right. But like the amount of detail that went into this film seemed like it's, oh, it's, it's insane. And I, I don't, I don't know if everybody that listening might really understand like what exactly stop motion is, but all these characters are real life models and they basically take a freeze frame, move the character ever so slightly, take yep. another freeze frame, move the character ever so slightly, take another freeze frame. And then in combination, they make a movie and these types of movies take uh potentially years to make you could work an entire day and only get you know two seconds of actual footage well math would say math would tell us that a current cinematic film is shot at 24 frames a second right so that's 24 individual photographs Mm -hmm. to make up one second but that depends on how much movement in between and stuff like that so like the amount of I, i i can't even i was so anxious watching this behind the scenes because it's like I'm like a bigger dude, but there's like these dudes and there's like tweezers everywhere and they're moving and they have fucking, what are those things called? Magnifying glasses oh, yeah, and sure. microscopes and shit. 
Yeah, it's Not unreal. Bad. It's uh, the work, the craftsmanship's outstanding. So, what didn't you like? I mean, it seems right now that like I'm torqued. <laughs> yeah, well, like, I mean, if you're a Wes Anderson fan, you're bound to be. You're bound to be. Um, <laughs> if you are a hardcore Wes Anderson fan, you will like it, no doubt about it. But on the whole, for me, it just wasn't as gripping or interesting as his other movies. It wasn't as well paced. Like it definitely felt like a slog. Like halfway through, I was like, "All right, where are we going?" Um, it's not as varied up visually. It's like very one note in terms of the, the, the settings and the look like it, it's quirky. There's no doubt about it, but it's just not as whimsical mm. as his other movies. Like okay. it doesn't kind of take you away. Um, so I don't know. It just, it, cl- Mr. Mr. Fox is like the closest relative to it yeah, uh, compared to his other movies. But the, even Mr. Fox, I found to be just more fun and light and fantastical. Uh, this was mm. a little more, a little more downright dour at times. Like it's more serious yeah. and, and a little heavier. And I, I respect that he wants to go that direction, but uh, it's the balance felt a little off to me. So I read a, a couple things online. It's not really backlash. It's more of um, op-ed pieces mm-hmm. on this. And that the approach to Japanese culture in this movie was kind of insensitive and a little, I guess, yeah, insensitive. Like, did you have any takes on that? Like, did it seem like it was like a big jab or like a poke fun of? It's, it's so I, I had also read a couple of like think pieces and things like that. I'd seen headlines about it. So I, I knew that going in. And, and so I kind of looked for it a little bit more than I might have. Sure. And I felt it at times, I guess, but like overall it didn't, it didn't feel like a huge concern or didn't seem egregious sure. to me, but I'm, I'm probably not obviously the best person to like be able to pinpoint that type of stuff. Yeah. But it did definitely feel like, uh, like if, if you were to ask me why was the movie set in Japan, the answer is because Wes Anderson wanted to set a movie in Japan so that he uh, could okay. do that. Like there's yeah. no other, it does no reason the movie has to sure. be in Japan. I think sure. it was just a choice by Wes Anderson uh, because he wanted to be able to use some of those, visuals and some of those things that are, are linked to that culture and i don't know whether that's right or wrong I'm, i don't know it was his stylistic choice um but I, there was certainly nothing stood out again to me at least one one per one viewer here nothing stood out as like offensive or yeah. blatantly problematic mm. some of it seemed like eh, a little hacky or a little obvious or maybe a little like stereotypical um but again nothing um you know malicious uh that i could see but it's a it's a good question so so from the trailer alone it just seems like there's dogs it's like in a yep. future dystopian japan yeah dogs are like seen as like nuisances or whatever and they're shipped off to like a like a dirt plant like a like a <laughs> trash bin yeah, so yeah so let me set it up briefly here yeah uh, it Without is, going too much into yeah, yeah sure sure yeah. so it is an alternate future uh it's in japan it's it's not too far into the future it's not like crazy robots or something like that it's sure. like i don't know 10 or 20 years i forget um a dog flu breaks out okay so kind of like a, a swine flu type of thing or avian flu whatever yep. but it's dogs dog flu got the context yep um but, so they decide to take care of this by quarantining the dogs oh no and they decide to do that on their trash other fuckers <laughs> so all the dogs are on trash island okay um and one of the a little boy our, our hero uh his dog is part of that quarantine and he goes to find him and when he goes to find him he ends up on the island and some other dogs kind of take him in and try to help him so to speak and so there is definitely a storyline there about the love that a 12 year old boy and dogs share yeah, yeah like the dogs want to help him because that's what dogs do uh 
they get along with 12 year old boys now on the tra- best friend in the, the trailer it seemed like the dogs speak english does everyone yeah. else speak english too like is it subtitled like what's the deal yeah so that's a really interesting choice by wes anderson and something that sets it apart all of the dogs speak english okay so any dog character and one foreign exchange student speak english yep all the other characters in the film uh speak japanese with no subtitles so there are conversations happening and and people talking on screen i find at times that you have no idea what they're saying i find this truly fucking fascinating it's weird right and then there are uh, a handful of scenes that take place in on a stage like a political uh, event rally whatever i forget the exact context uh and kind of like united nations they have translators and so francis mcdormand does english translation for some key scenes but the english characters i mean the the human characters don't speak english they speak in japanese and then wes anderson decided not to subtitle correct is he a psychopath (laughs) (laughs) who at the fucking studio was like wes you are a visionary this makes absolutely no sense and we love it i I think it was part of the uh part of the circle jerk the wes anderson circle jerk maybe i think he can do whatever he wants at this point so it it was it's funny because like wes anderson is an odd creature and sure um me me and hannah we started watching um she'd never seen a wes anderson movie before so i thought it'd be a good idea to start with um life aquatic horrible mistake as an entry level film because it's one of my favorite yeah and the 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 scene the whole intro the whole first act is odd but when it backs up and he goes through the ship and it's like half like great scene like cut out characters and like the dolphins (laughs) with the thing on their head i'm like dying laughing because it shows all the money he spent and she looks at me she goes what the fuck did you make me watch (laughs) but to me i'm like that's a wes anderson movie yeah and i should have probably started with like I think you got to start with Tenenbaums is like one of the broadest, most popular ones, I feel like. So we um, I, we stopped it and we, we a couple days later, we went into Moonrise Kingdom as her first take. Okay. It takes place, you That's know, like maybe, yeah, off the Let's coast of Maine. It's very New England. She loved it. Okay, so I'm good. like, okay, like now we can kind of now work Ease our way. In, yeah. But like... See, to me, that's funny, and it's, like, very odd and quirky, but the fact that, like, with the translation and the no subtitle, like, Wes, just because it makes sense in your head doesn't mean it makes sense to everyone else around you. It's just one of those, like, quirky choices. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting one for sure. Wow. From your take, you're, you're saying that, like, this is a this is a way to HBO, this is a way sure. to Netflix. Yeah, again, Don't it's... Don't rush out to see it. No, nah, it's, it's I like it, but I didn't love it, and, and it's just hard to recommend it uh, to a non-Wes Anderson fan, because they might just find it confusing or not interesting or, or be lost. Yeah. To a Wes Anderson fan, I'd say definitely check it out. You're going to obviously probably enjoy him if you enjoy his catalog. It's not going to be anybody's favorite, I don't think, at least... Uh, unless maybe the the other side of this is if you're an animal an animal person like i'm not an animal person i never had pets. i do love dogs i don't really care about I pets. Have dogs uh so i do have uh friends who who love their dogs and they saw the movie and they were smitten with it um yeah. more so than i was and that Good point Bill. that could be a part of it so for me it was it was middle of the middle of the pack in terms of of wes anderson's work and that's why it makes it hard for me to give it a, a blanket yes Thank you for listening to the Should I Go See It podcast. Please make sure to follow on Instagram at Should I Go See It. 